1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It is uh, delicious to uh, wrap my imaginary arms around what Ron DeSantis might do. To drive the left totally insane if he's ever elected President of the United States. Uh, The latest from uh, the boss of the state of Florida maybe he's been listening to the Bruce Hooley show because I've been advocating for this. While Governors DeSantis, Abbott, and Doug Ducey of Arizona have been sending busloads of migrants to New York, Chicago, Washington, D.C. I've said Send them to Aspen. Send them to Martha's Vineyard. Well, don't you know, uh, DeSantis last night flew two plane loads (laughs) of illegal aliens to Martha's Vineyard, uh, which is where the rich progressives live. Obama has a oceanfront mansion there. So I I just absolutely love this. And predictably, it uh, touched off The lunatic fringe on the left going absolutely crazy, imploring the FBI on Twitter to uh, investigate DeSantis for human trafficking. Uh, Yeah. Let me see if I can find you a tweet here. Uh, Chris Hayes from MSNBC. He's always good for something inanely stupid. He says, deeply, deeply sick and dehumanizing to fling human beings somewhere vindictively. Uh, Well, uh, Massachusetts is a sanctuary state, Chris. Uh, So Ron DeSantis makes the point uh, through his press secretary that states like Massachusetts, New York and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who they have invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open border policies. Uh, he says that uh, Florida doesn't have the resources to take care of these illegal aliens. And so they are simply serving as middlemen to transport them to a place where they are loved and wanted. Oh, man, DeSantis. He is such a boss. I love this guy. I love this guy. Uh, here he is uh, giving his side of the issue uh, before a crowd of supporters.
2: We take what's happening at the southern border very seriously, unlike some, and unlike the president of the United States, who has refused to lift a finger to secure that border. And you've had millions and millions of people pouring across illegally, record amount of fentanyl coming into our country. It is absolutely killing Americans in record numbers. Of course, you have criminal aliens, but just the sheer number of people, it's not the way you run a country, Uh, unfortunately. There's a lot of folks that come across where do they want to end up? A lot want to come to because everyone wants to come to Florida. And so we've we've worked on innovative ways to be able to protect the state of Florida from the impact of Biden's border policies. And so that's involved a number of things. We've had different operations in the panhandle where we've stopped uh, human smugglers. There have been tr- criminal charges brought. There have been drug seized. There have been a whole bunch of things. But, yes, if you have folks that are inclined to think florida is a good place our message to them is we are not a sanctuary state and it's better to be able to go to a sanctuary jurisdiction and yes we will help facilitate that transport for you to be able to go to greener pastures
1: that guy's a boss he's just a boss that's phenomenal now uh he had a little bit more to say about this and he's absolutely right on this point as well Uh, This is not cut exactly as I'd like it, but uh, give a listen to more from Governor DeSantis.
2: Governor Abbott is busing to New York City and D.C., and all those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden— go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening and it just shows you you know their virtue signaling is a fraud okay they
1: totally true it is and here's the thing about the border the only way to get the media to write about it is to do what DeSantis is doing is to do what greg abbott is doing sending migrants into liberal areas and forcing Lori Lightfoot in Chicago, Muriel Bowser in Washington, D.C., Kathy Hochul, governor of New York, forcing them to deal with this issue. Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. Oh, we don't have the resources. Well, you're a big city. What do you you think? Eagle Pass, Texas has the resources? They're not getting any help from the federal government. And the thing that goes unspoken in all this is, even if you were to magically overnight snap your fingers and build a border wall right now, And electrify it. Do whatever you want to do. Keep every single migrant from here on out from coming into our country. We will still be dealing for probably 25 years, maybe more, with the various costs of allowing in the 2 million people this year who have already come in. And we can't even calculate the number of gotaways. Did you see the video the other day of the migrants in camouflage, it looked like they'd been shopping at Bass Pro Shop or uh, Field and Stream Store. I mean, they had high-end camouflage gear and a rope to scale the wall and get into our country. Where did the finances like that come from? Well, you have to ask who has the finances. And, And the name that keeps coming up, and I don't discount it, is George Soros. Where Do you notice when these migrants come across the border? They all have pretty new shoes. They look, they look fairly well-dressed, casual clothes. They're not wearing suits and ties, but they're, they got money. Where are they getting the money? So I don't think this is an accident. This isn't people who walk thousands and thousands of miles on their own. They're financed. They come here because they are financed. This is a purposeful effort by people who want to ruin our country and it's really not the migrants themselves they're just the tool by which people who are financing them are trying to ruin our country steven on the west side has a thought hi steven welcome to the bruce willie show
0: how you doing bruce thanks Good. for taking my call Yeah, my pleasure. Um, yeah I've, I've been saying this for a long time ever since i ever since they first started shipping them from Texas to another state wherever they're going I don't like that at all all these conservatives are jumping on this bandwagon right. saying it's okay and everything maybe I'm missing something no. but if it's if it's not for America if it's hurting America then why are, what makes a difference what
1: state they are your point going to put them in a red your, your point you know, is well taken anyway. your point is well taken because uh I forget who it was last night that I was watching. It said, "You know, it's easy to laugh at this because now it's a Martha's Vineyard problem, or now it's a Chicago problem, or a New York problem." But getting these people deeper into our country is not an ideal scenario either. So I sh- I do share your concern in that regard.
0: Thank you. I'm, I I I I was wondering. If, you know, that's one reason why I called because I would like to hear your side of it. I always like hearing your side of things and. Uh...
1: You know, I like I like I, the fact I'm, that Desantis's actions and Abbott's actions. I I think there's no perfect response to this, because I mean if Texas just holds on to these people, they're, they're eviscerating border towns in Texas. There's just no these people can't survive in these towns. These are ranchers. These are people who try to make a living off the right. land. They that's not a solution to keep them in Texas, because Texas is a red state, and while Joe Biden won't admit it. And while even conservative commentators who are friends of mine deny it, I believe that if they thought Hispanics were coming across the border and were going to vote Republican, they would never let them in. But if they can get Hispanics across the border, Venezuelans across the border, Haitians across the border, and they can turn Texas blue, then Republicans can never win another national election. You can't win another national election without the electoral votes from Texas. And so I think that's the whole guys behind it. But now, now, Hispanics are turning on the Democratic Party, and yet the Democratic Party is enslaved to the woke wing of its party, and they can't take a harsh stance on immigration because that would offend the AOCs. I mean, AOC... Uh, we can't have another photo of AOC at the border in her white pantsuit crying because we're not letting the illegal aliens in. So is it perfect? No. But I do think... The matter needs attention and bussing them to Martha's no flying them to Martha's Vineyard, bussing them to Chicago, Washington, D.C., New York, gets forces the media to talk about it. So I appreciate Stephen's call. I I share his concern that, you know, we don't want to help migrants get further into our country, but they're getting into our country. And they're going to continue to get into our country because the Biden administration is not going to do anything to stop them. And so rather than um, do nothing and rather than allow the media to continue to ignore this issue, I do think this is an issue that can work for Republicans in the midterm election. And by flying migrants to... Martha's Vineyard by, and this was the uh, trumping of Ron DeSantis's ace. This is a game of can you top this that Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis are playing. And they're not playing it, you know, in terms of a unfriendly competition. I just think Ron DeSantis is thinking, all right, all right, what can I do that will really get under the skin of these liberals? Oh, I know. I'll fly migrants to Martha's Vineyard. And then Greg Abbott. Uh, he and his lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, have been for months and months and months disputing everything the Biden administration says about the border being secure. If you want to set off Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, tell him that the border, the southern border, is secure. So Kamala Harris goes on Chuck Todd and Meet the Press on Sunday, and uh, she says it again. that the bo- But she says it in, uh, well, the unmistakable... Uh, gobbledygook English that uh, Kamala the border is secure is known so. We all- Here she is. One more time. See, again, I have the hair trigger now, Pam. So I have to be so careful when I hit the button. Here's Kamala in response to Chuck Todd. Is the border secure?
0: The border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular over the last four years before we came in, and it needs to be fixed. We have a secure border in that, that is a priority for any nation, including ours and in our administration.
1: We have a secure border. In that, that is a priority for any administration. So, if you prioritize a secure border, like any country, then you have a then, then you have a secure border. If you prioritize, if you would like to have a secure border, you have a secure border. That's it- what I'm hearing. Wasn't she put in charge of the border? She is. in charge of the border. And has she even visited the border since she became vice president? She told Lester Holt she'd been to the border.
2: We've been to the border. There's no evidence of that that I have seen. He
1: said, no, you haven't been to the border. And she goes, well, I haven't been to Czechoslovakia either. Or whatever she said. Okay, we don't care
2: if you go to Czechoslovakia. (laughs) If you do, have a nice trip.
1: She's been to, like, El Paso, which is not the border. Oh, for crying out loud. She's been to El Paso. She got a... Hankering for Tex-Mex one time, I guess. Oh, my god! So, yeah, she's not been to the border. So, so, Greg Abbott hearing that Kamala said, border is secure, this morning directed his uh, migrant bus caravan to not just Washington, D.C., but to the front doorstep of Kamala Harris in Washington, D.C., he let out let out two buses of 100 illegal migrants in front of Kamala's house this morning. She and the second gentleman. Why is he not the first gentleman? I don't understand why he's the second gentleman. There's no gentleman in the like Biden's the president. He can't be the because she's second in line. She's second I in guess. command. So he's the know. second gentleman. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, the buses are believed to have departed from Del Rio, Texas and made the 1,800-mile journey to the Naval Observatory in Washington, D.C., where Harris and Doug Emhoff live. Fox News was on hand when the migrants got off the bus. They came from Venezuela, Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico. Fantastic. That is fantastic. I love that. Love that. So, uh, we'll see. Can this be kept front and center for what, 50 some more days before we get to the midterm elections? I hope so. I hope so. The danger is, man, every time there's something with Trump, the Democrats are going to try to make Trump the topic. Every single time, they're going to try to make Trump the topic. Here's my rule on the midterms. Here's my rule. Whatever the Democrats want to talk about, don't talk about that. Whatever they don't want to talk about, talk about that. They don't want to talk about inflation. They don't want to talk about crime. They don't want to talk about the border. They want to talk about abortion and Trump. So don't talk about abortion and don't talk about Trump. Now, that doesn't mean I'm not pro-life. I'm as pro-life as you can get. I would support a national law outlawing abortion, except in cases where the mother's life is in jeopardy. But Lindsey Graham, the uh, South Carolina senator, yesterday was getting hammered by conservatives for proposing a federal 15-week ban on abortion. And he went on Jesse Waters last night, and Jesse Waters was suitably and appropriately tough on him. Because, as Jesse Waters pointed out, uh, this was a really stupid political move. A really stupid political move. Because what did I just say that we want to talk about? We want to talk about uh, inflation, we want to talk about crime, and we want to talk about the board. What do we not want to talk about? We don't want to talk about Trump, and we don't want to talk about abortion. So Lindsey Graham serves a batting practice fastball to the Democrats by proposing a 15-week federal ban on abortion. And then, and then, he has the temerity to come on and defend it by telling Jesse Waters, it's never the wrong time to defend Unborn life. Now, let me just say, these are the kinds of anti-abortion activists we do not need in our fight. Because if you think, if you think proposing a law that would allow the abortion of children up to 15 weeks in the womb is defending the unborn, then you don't have a clue what defending the unborn is. A pregnancy, four months you can abort a child at four months? That's ludicrous. Ludicrous, Lindsey Graham. And it was stupid to give the Democrats a talking point because this will be used and Chuck Schumer's already used it as there you go. See? They want to take away rights from women. They want to know uh, the federal ban. They said We just got Roe versus Wade overturned. We just got the ability to send this issue back to the states. So, that states like Ohio, Oklahoma, other pro life states could advocate for policies that essentially will eliminate abortion and close abortion clinics in the state entirely. And you want to okay abortion up to 15 weeks. That's stupid and it's not a pro life position. Stupid and not a pro, stupid politics and not a pro life position. Now, I think you should at least examine. Why would Lindsey Graham do this? This is not a rookie senator. This is not a guy who does not understand the fallout from his position. And I know this is a little conspiratorial, but is it possible that Lindsey Graham proposed this because he wanted, he wanted to help the Democrats? Because this policy does help the Democrats. Is it possible that Lindsey Graham likes it? That the Senate is not controlled by Republicans, because when the Senate is controlled by Republicans, what do we expect as conservatives? We expect action, right? And the last time it was controlled by Republicans, when Trump won the presidency, did we get a wall built? Did we defund Planned Parenthood? No, we did not. So I know it's a little out there to suggest it, but maybe Lindsey Graham likes operating in the minority as opposed to in the majority.